What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to our very first podcast episode called Mid-Season Madness. This episode was recorded on Saturday morning, November 14th, so it will be out after that. Since this is our first episode, we figured we would do it in person, but most of our episodes will be conducted through Zoom. We will be making an Instagram and Twitter page, so make sure you follow us on there. And we will also have all of our episodes on YouTube for you to watch and listen to throughout your day. As for streaming platforms, we are working on that, so we will definitely update y'all when those are made available. On this week's episode, we'll give our picks on who we think are the top picks in the upcoming draft. We'll give our opinions on the latest NBA trade rumors, and then we'll dive deep into the NFL Week 10 as we move into midseason madness. Again, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode, and enjoy. Cue the music. Two on the clock for the win. Welcome everybody to the first episode of Unsportsmanlike Conduct. I'm here with my friends and co-host, Taylor. Cameron. What's up? I'm Cameron. And I'm Parker. We're talking about a lot of things today all over the sports world. First thing we're going to talk about is the NBA draft. A lot of controversy over who is going to be the number one pick. What do y'all think? Honestly, you want me to give my unbiased opinion? For, for some reason, I think it's going to be LaMelo. Just for some reason. I think just because of the hype around his name, I think just they want all the ball family to be, be in the NBA. So he's gonna, they're going to make sure he's drafted high. I think it's going to be LaMelo. I mean, I don't think there's any controversy that he's going to be drafted high with wanting the balls in the NBA. I mean, Jell's not making it into the league. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> um, but it would make sense for Minnesota. They need a box office player. You know, the biggest box office player they have is Carl Anthony Towns. And he's not a flashy – he's not a three-point specialist, flashy, flashy playmaker. Personality. Flashy personality, flashy playmaker, or somebody that lives above the rim. He's a little bit more of like an athletic Tim Duncan. He's nowhere near as good as Tim Duncan, but he's not going to draw. You talk about Lamelo. No, I'm talking about Carl Anthony Towns. He's not going to. He's not going to sell out seats. He's not going to sell out arenas, and that's what Lamelo brings. And I mean, you have to look at that. Um, I I personally don't think Minnesota will be picking at one. I think Minnesota is going to trade out of there. I don't know who exactly will get in there. I think. I mean, New York sitting at eight. That's a big possibility. They trade up to there and and get there because. In my opinion, you already have your franchise point guard. If you're Minnesota, you have D'Angelo Russell, D'Angelo Russell who we, is experienced. Lamelo has experience playing at a high level, but can he do it at the NBA level is a real question. I mean, that's a good point. But here's the thing. The Knicks are just like, I'll be honest with you, the Knicks are so bad. If you're the Timberwolves, do they have anybody that is worth moving down seven spots? No. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. They I mean, honestly, probably, their I best mean, their well, best player is... Well, you got to remember, I'm also looking at it right now. They have the 27th pick and the 8th pick. You package that together with, say, Chalmette Mitchell Robinson. I mean, I don't know. That's That might be tempting. Or you throw in maybe um, Alonzo Trier maybe in there somewhere. Frank Nikina. Yeah, Frank maybe. That's a decent pack to me. But you are correct. For the number one overall pick, that's a pretty big uh, upgrade. There. But oh, it is. Correct. But... Is Minnesota really going to like value Mitchell Robinson that high just to come off the bench? No. Um, because well, you know, you can play Cat at the look, 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 I don't think Cat can play at the four. I'll tell you this. He's done it before. Oh, I didn't know. I'll that. tell you this. Mitch is probably one of the best rebounding centers in the league, no doubt. 
no doubt in my mind, he's one of the best rebounding centers in the league. But he's he's not a scorer. He's only had, I think, his highest points per game is like season is eight, and he's been in the league three years. I mean, he's a tall rebounder. He's a uh, DeAndre Jordan type. Um, yeah, but know? do you want to risk trading for Mitch? I mean, I wouldn't. If I'm personally, if I'm Minnesota, um, I look at a trade with Detroit. Maybe try and get Blake Griffin. That's a good. Um, and you know, nobody's really talking about it, but you know that Crosby Towns and Jalen Russell are in the Timberwolves' ears trying to get Devin Booker on that team. Yeah, definitely. I've heard a lot of rumors about that too. I think the biggest thing though is Minnesota. I think when you told me two months ago they were the number one pick, I thought instantly it was a lock for Anthony Edwards. I did too. Apparently, rumors are his. Pro day was terrible. Pro day was awful. Apparently, everyone who came was really disappointed. It was on ESPN. I didn't watch it, but I didn't watch it either. But yeah, um, I mean, it's interesting too. You got to look at. I know we talked about number one, but number two is Golden State. Where do you think they go with that direction? I think if Golden State stays, I think it's James Wiseman. I think that's a lot. I agree. Um, but if they move out of it, which I think I personally think there's a very good chance. I would I would bet a lot of money that the number one and number two pick are not the same as they are right now as they are on draft night. Yeah, I agree. one of those two are going to change. Um, and it just depends on who. Um, you know, Golden State's in such a good spot with the number two pick, and the only reason they had that is because two of the best players in the NBA were. They hurt. just need to build some depth. They yeah. have a ridiculous. Yeah, definitely. Five. I agree. I agree. To, their bench is just terrible, but their starting so, five's great. Do you think there's a chance that they go for Anthony and they move Clay to the three? Because Clay, no, I good- don't see that being a possibility. I, I think it. I mean, it's already come out that they're going to trade back. The only player I think they go after would be James Wiseman. That's the only person I could see. Because, I mean, you imagine a starting five of Curry, Thompson, Wiggins, Green, and, and Wiseman. Wiseman. I mean, that's a pretty strong five. And then you already know they're going to attract your high-end free agents that are going to take Just like, like that, with that minimum deal. Well, no, no, no. Like, the, like, oh, like David West. Yeah, people Andre like Godala. that. People like that, exactly. But the, Who knows? Could see him go back there one day, maybe. Yeah. You never know. For the a thing with, deal. Here's the thing with James Wiseman, though. He's such... A year ago, when he came out of high school, he was a lock for the number one pick. Nobody was touching him. And then this whole thing happened where Hardaway helped him move and he gets disqualified. Do you risk drafting a kid who played one college game? Um, And he did well in his one college game, but he didn't blow anybody away. We know he can. It's kind of like a Michael Porter Jr. type. Well, I mean, you got to, and then you got to. Play devil's advocate with that. Lamelo hasn't played a college game either. Now, granted, he's played a lot of pro ball. Pro ball. Yeah, but, but when you have that raw of talent, do you take that risk? In, my, in in James Wiseman's defense, the last player to have that much raw talent and only play one college game was Kyrie Irving, and we all see how that worked out. Right. Um, it's he's just, an idiot, but yeah. yeah, he's an idiot. But like, <laughs> what do you do? Do you risk it uh, with a pick that high? You know, or do you Especially go for a center too? I mean. He can play the he can play the four or the five. No, he's, he's a, a true center. Man. He's a true he's center. Seven, right. one. He's got to be seven foot tall. He's seven one. I just See, looked it up. That's what I would love. Um, important for y'all to know, listening. We're all from Louisiana. Born, raised, never lived anywhere else. Um, if you can't tell from my attire. Yeah. Um, and so we're really interested because there's a ton of rumors about the Pelicans trading, and if the Pelicans do trade Drew Holiday, I to go that high, I want Wiseman. I don't want. I don't think Anthony. Well, you got to pair him next to Zion. Yeah, but yeah. here's the thing: we 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 need another another man in the in the uh, in the backcourt 
who can re- who could really if get, shoot if they get rid of Drew if they get rid of if Drew, they re- yeah. if, which it looks like they are. I mean, they're obviously having some high intense talks with. with or do you move if you don't go that route? Which I agree with what you're saying. Do you put JJ in the starting lineup, or are you? Well, you, do you have think. To. If, hold on. So so hold on. If you don't get another shooter, either that's why either in the draft or in the trade. You have to put JJ in there, and then then you go after Wiseman. Here's the thing, I know Taylor. I know you're really high on him. Do you think Walker can play the two? Kemba Walker, Nikhil Alexander Walker. Oh no, no. I, I think no. he still has a lot to prove. He obviously balled out, which we all saw in the summer league last year, but really disappointing in the regular season. Didn't show us a lot at all. I think he might have averaged three or four points oh, a man. game. If yeah, that. he also didn't. I mean. To play devil's play advocate, he didn't get a lot of playing time. I mean, Gentry kind of glued his ass to the end of the bench. Um, but I mean, look how all he, he does. Was is, but here's shooting, the thing: he's not man, a it was so bad. My thing is this: the rumor is, and I was reading on it before we started, is we could see a potential trade where Boston trades all of their picks. They trade, the, excuse me, their first round picks, which is 14, let me see, 14, 26, and thirty. They trade us all three of those for Drew Holiday. And uh, they were saying maybe throwing a kicker like Melly and um, and our 13 pick to get all three of those picks. What's y'all's opinion on that? This draft is not loaded enough to give up a player like Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is one of the most underrated players in the league. If Drew Holiday is on a big-name team, let's say Drew Holiday does what he does. He does for the Pelicans every year for the Lakers. He's an all-star every single year. I, the other thing, I don't mean to cut you off. The other thing we need to look at, I, I agree with what you're saying, is we have, I believe it's four third round picks. We pick at 39, 42, uh, and 60. Yeah, we have three. So, and obviously 60, you know, probably not a whole lot going on there. Get but I mean, 30, 39, that's a nice little pick. I mean, a, a lot of people are saying, um, what's the guy from North Carolina? Um, uh, point J- guard. I was about to say J. Cole. Cole Anthony. <laughs> Cole, yeah, a lot of people are saying Cole Anthony could slip into that first round. So, I mean, hypothetically speaking, say we do hold on to Lonzo Ball, I see him being a great piece coming off the bench, which I, I don't know, going back to, to talking about Nikhil, I don't know if I see Nikhil fitting in with this team. I just I don't know if we've seen enough out of him yet. I know he can score the ball. We've definitely seen that, but I don't know yeah, if he but can it's, play it's, every facet of the game. It's not on a consistent level at all. It is not. No, and the thing about this is if I was the GM of the Pelicans and I could do whatever I wanted, I would – I've told you all this. I would trade Drew for uh, Minnesota's pick. I don't know what Minnesota's going to do, who's going to trade up there, um, or uh, Golden State's pick, and I would draft Wiseman, and then at 13, I would take a big risk for R.J. Hampton. R.J. Hampton – I don't think he'll be there. You think he'll be there? Yes. Yeah, R.J. Hampton's he, predicted in like the 20s almost in he, some he drafts. Be there. Yeah. What's which, the reason he dropped off? Because he didn't do anything overseas. Oh, his numbers weren't good. His numbers weren't great overseas, but the thing is, like, he was unreal. Was he the number one player in the country? He was top. I know he was top five. Top five players in the country. I mean, like, talk about a certified bucket. Like, this kid could score inside out. It looks like looking at his numbers, he averaged twenty point six minutes a game. He only played in fifteen games. Exactly. He was hurt. I don't know. He shot forty percent. He didn't shoot the three very well. He shot twenty nine percent. Let's see here. He shot 46% from the field. Points per game, eight points a game on 20 minutes. I mean, that's not bad, but he was playing against grown men also. Now, comparing him to LaMelo, I don't know what LaMelo was getting, but I'm about to look it up. And honestly, um, I'm a little biased here because 
I'm an Auburn fan, but you want to play a plug-in, you want a plug-in player that's going to play just like Drew Holiday. Go after, don't trade that high. Maybe just give Drew and try and get another piece for like maybe like the sixth or seventh pick. Go after Isaac Okoro. Yeah, but when you talk about playing time, he didn't play a lot either. He Isaac Okoro, yeah, he was yeah, hurt. That's what I'm um, saying, so. But he was one of the best. I mean, he's an inside-out player. He can score the ball, but he's not an unreal scorer. So um, Lamelo only played, which I did not know this either. Lamelo only played in twelve games. Yeah, Lamelo didn't play at all. Like barely played. He got hurt also. Right? He had a yeah, wrist injury. He had a wrist injury. Yeah, he now when he was in, he played 31 minutes a game, and let's see, he shot the three ball terribly, 25 percent. Uh, Which I don't understand. Coming out of high school, all the talk when you kept up with the Ball Brothers, 17 points. A it game. was all about how long how uh, Lamelo was such a wet ball, how he was such a score, how he could score the ball from outside so well that you talk about you see all those highlights of him hitting from ridiculously deep, like that one game in high school where he points at the. Uh, yeah, points yeah, like yeah. the half court line and drains it. I mean, granted, his jump shot is broken. No, I think a lot of that is for the the highlight tape, though. I think yeah, when you go I look agree. at his stats, I don't know if he's as good of a shooter. And you talk bad about Leandro Ball, but I think Leandro is probably we could agree the best shooter out of the three. I think so, and that says a lot. But I mean, I but think I think that you're, might be all he could do. I think you're right. I think you're right about the highlight tape. I mean, I've had a half court game. I've had a half court shot in a rec game before, and I averaged one point every two games. <laughs> um, but. Getting back to Isaac Okoro, I mean, he's very similar to Drew Holiday. I mean, you can put you can put him in at the two. He'd be a bit of an oversized shooting guard, but I mean, he's going to lock up anybody you want. Um, I just haven't seen correct. enough out of him. I'll be completely honest. I don't know um, about him. Obviously, someone who's an Auburn fan who's watched all his games. I mean, he's just like I've seen him lock down everybody who they put he put him up against. Um, he played against uh, Tyrese Maxey for Kentucky. I mean, he shut him down. I mean, it I was think he's overrated. The Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey. Thirteen yeah. apparently, which I wasn't too happy about. Um. So here's the thing. If if the Pels lock up a top five pick with a trade with Drew Holiday, do you go after So that would just hypothetically speaking, that would mean we trade with Chicago, Charlotte, or Golden State, really. Correct. Or Minnesota. I mean you think we could get it if it's a three we could get in at one, I don't see that happening. If it's a three team trade. Yeah, there was a three-team trade going on with the Hawks for the for the what seventh or sixth? Pick? I hate that. Here's my Six. thing. Uh, speaking about, let's get into more about the uh, trades for Drew Holiday. Um, this Celtics trade, I don't understand the Kimba trade at all. Obviously, Kimba is unreal. Cardiac Wait, Kimba. Happened? I don't understand. About? Well, there's a trade rumor going on right now that we could swap Kimba and Drew Holiday, like straight up. And no, it wouldn't be straight up. It would be for our. We would include our draft pick. They would include a couple of their first round draft picks, and we throw in Melly for the cap space. But Kemba's contract, Kemba's at like thirty two million a year, something ridiculous. I'm not even worried about the What's contract. 20, I am thirty. No, what I'm saying that's not why. That's not why I don't understand yeah, the trade. We wouldn't be able to sign what, sign our first round pick. The the reason nah, I do the that. reason I don't understand the trade is they played for two different positions. Um, what do you do? So you have Lonzo come off the bench? No, you'd have to trade Lonzo at that point. He'd be too valuable at that point to have a player come off the bench. Yeah, and then here's the thing. You're all about centering this team. This is – you can say whatever you want. This is Zion's team. Oh, yeah. He is the future as much as they try and nurse him and baby I'd him. I disagree. it's B.I.'s team. Yes, it's B.I.'s team. I, you know what? You're right about that. But no, at the okay, end of, I at get the, what you're saying. At the end of the day, is... the Pelicans want – in the Pelicans' dream world, they win a championship revolving around Zion. Correct. Obviously, they want to win a championship, but in the perfect world, they wanted to revolve around Zion. And so, a player like Kimba is Yet not... Yeah, they sit him on the bench the whole game. Yeah, I know. Don't <laughs> get me started on that. But a player like Kimba is not going to play well with Zion. A player like Kimba is a score-first point guard, and the Pelicans need a pass-first point guard. We have our we have 
Zion, who's going to be able to score, driving to the driving in the lane, absorbing contact. And we have Bi, who's going to be able to do the same thing and hit the three ball. We need shooters, and we need Lonzo with the now point you see, or another pass for his point guard. Now you see, hold up. I'm not going to lie. I don't. I know who's uh, Van Gundy is. I know. I know him like he. He's an okay coach. Defensive minded. Defensive, Defensive minded. minded. Which but we, we don't have Alvin anymore, and Alvin was always about that. That fast pace, up tempo yeah. offense. Yeah. What is Van Gundy going to bring? Is the question. Well, I mean, because if 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 we're not running that up tempo thing, do we really need Lonzo? I don't think Lonzo is mainly for the up tempo. I think Lonzo is really just like. No, I would yeah, but his I passing disagree. IQ is out of this world. Yeah, I mean, this is going to sound stupid, but like Taylor and I play two K together, and he's a passer guard, and I'm just like a scorer. <laughs> and like, if I play by myself, I can't play like. These guys don't pass me the ball at the right time, things like that. I feel like it's the same with Lonzo and Zion. Like you've seen how quickly their chemistry grew, and that's only going to get better. Where they only played maybe what twenty games together. Twenty games together, exactly. and it seems like they played ten seasons together. No, and, and um, right. Lonzo's one, like Lonzo's. He's not an all star or anything, but he's one of the best passers in the league. Yeah, I, mean, we, I think we can all agree if Lonzo could. I mean, I think last year he shot somewhere in the thirty lower end thirty percent as far as his three goes. If he can get that ball up to. Close to the forty percent of me, he'd be a potential all star. That's Absolutely. how it is. He's averaging close to eight or nine assists yeah, a game. No but he has. It's all about consistency in the NBA, in my opinion. I mean, he has games where we've seen it in person. He goes quiet and he's just he's kind of out there, and then he's getting subbed out for a guy who shouldn't even be playing the one, which is Drew. Drew's supposed to be at the two, but Drew will take his spot, and JJ will come in. But a lot of interesting stuff revolving around the team right now. I don't know. It's kind of like what Cameron said. I don't know what Van Gundy's going to bring. I mean, whenever I think it's Stan Van Gundy, I think about his days in Orlando with Dwight, and that was just kind of a, a real half court offense. Wasn't J- Jameer Nelson was their point well, I guard? Mean, I mean, their best player was Dwight. They have a great yeah, player back in the day. Granted, yeah, granted Dwight is. Howard was arguably probably well, LeBron was probably the best, but probably third best player this in the league was, behind yeah. LeBron and Kobe. Two thousand nine, correct? No, it was, it was, it was before that. This is in like oh five. Yeah, this was a long time ago. I mean, people, people like. Think about Dwight as kind of this wash player, joined the Lakers, didn't really do anything, got dunked on by Kobe. But Dwight Howard was an absolute animal. He was all pro every single year. He was getting MVP votes every single year. Like he was an absolute animal. Like if Dwight Howard was Dwight Howard today, then like Joel Embiid, Anthony Davis, they couldn't hold his jack He was there from 2004 to 2011. But the problem with that is people like that, people like Dwight Howard don't succeed in the NBA anymore like they used right. to. You almost no matter what your position is, talking about like with Lonzo. He was averaging 20 and 13 or 14 every year for a solid four or five yeah. years. And, but the thing is, like, unless you were an absolute physical freak, like Shaq would obviously dominate any decade. But like a player like Dwight Howard, it's gotten to the point in 2020 in this NBA season where no matter what position you play, you have to be le- at least able to shoot three ball right you have to be have at least enough of a shot to where if you're open you can take it yeah definitely and dwight howard can't do that play that's like, why you see mitch like he, he comes to the to the val reese complex and he he's taking threes almost every day yeah he needs to work on a lot of his offense yeah, yeah. Right. but like right. he, players like line. cameron you need to remember he's also on what the worst team of the decade i mean right. yeah or um, we should say organization the organization yeah, or, i'd yeah. give that old charlotte hornets team the worst team. I saw of the that decade. meme again the other day of uh <laughs> had a picture of KD, Kyrie. And Zion all in Knicks jerseys, and then oh it said God. reality, and it had KD and Kyrie on the Nets, the Nets and then Zion, Zion the Pels. No, you look at like a player like DeAndre Jordan, who like was a monster, who was an All Pro or an, at least an All Star in uh, LA. He's on the bench, and then now he's like coming off the. He was coming off the bench in Brooklyn behind Jared Allen, and then you look at a player like Blake Griffin, who lived above the rim. That's all he did, and now he's completely changed his game. 
and the only reason he's still succeeding is because he was able to change and adapt his game to right. be able to hit that three ball. Correct. Blake's not a bad three point shooter. So I know we've talked no. about all the trades we're kind of against as far as the Pels go. Are there any situations or stuff you've seen online that you like where you're like, okay, you know, if because it seems like it's come out, Griffin's come out, we are searching to shop him. Anybody you've seen that you're like, okay, I could be cool with that, or I like that trade, Tyler Hero. Okay, so the Miami trade. Who, really, who all would you like to package with it? Um, would you do you give up our pick, Andrew, or no? No, just okay. because Tyler's unproven. He's proved well. He's not unproven, Ooh, but I disagree. He's not unproven, but he's had one season. And Drew's an all star. Uh, one time, but I do agree. one time. Um, <laughs> Drew is an all-star, okay? Hold on, hold on. He's an all-star no, I agree, player. I agree. He's an all-star player. The past three years, he's averaged over over 19.7 points yeah, per game. it just depends on where you play. Look at Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal averaged like 32, 33 points a game and, and wasn't team, an all-star. Look at the team And that, just because he was um, in Washington. Look at the team that Drew's on. I'm not saying we're bad, but we're always plagued with injuries. Always. Every year. Every, every year. Every we have the worst. I, I think, mean, I think we, the last we, we 10 get, years. We get the um, what's, what's that year when the Magic got the first-round pick? Honestly, the ma- the magic ball or whatever, the magic ball year. I don't God, know. I can't remember. Um, honestly, you one of the about way back in the day when they got Shaq. When they got Shaq, well, that was nineteen ninety seven. I'm saying we, we were not supposed to get that number one pick, and we got it. And yeah, that that brings in some controversy. Though. I mean, you mean to tell me our star player thinks he's going to leave, and all of a sudden we get the magic number one ball? I know, that, that, three point something. You think it was rigged? I don't know. I mean, it definitely some eyebrows that get raised when, but um, I don't know. I think honestly, one of the best hirings the Pelicans, and we haven't seen like it's the good come out of it yet. But one of the best hirings we've had in a really long time is hiring that training staff from Phoenix. Um, I haven't seen the production there yet. I haven't seen I the mean, production yet. We played you know with injury. They are, they are so proven being able to extend the careers of guys like uh, Amari Stoudemire and things like that. Um, I don't know, man. They but, were. I mean, we were played last year yeah. to begin the year. Brandon um, Ingram goes down. Zion goes down. Lonzo missed some games. Zion Holiday missed a lot. I don't of games. think, if you want my honest opinion, I don't think I don't think Zion's knee was okay even in the bubble. You look at that summer league game. Oh, no, I don't not summer league. You look at that um, preseason game against the Hawks where he rose up, cocked it back, and dunked it. You can't not. You cannot tell me one other time where he actually rised up that high. You look at his highlights in college. He was jumping so much higher. I just sometimes uh, we could talk about what y'all's opinion of him was in his first year. Obviously, small sample size, but I was. Uh, trying to use the correct vocabulary. I was kind of under impressed with him. I think I was expecting a lot more um, out of him, especially when it came to the rebounding of the basketball. It seems like, I don't know if it's just, you know, being a rook and maybe not going for every ball, but a lot of times it seems like I wanted him to, to be that point forward. Basically. I wanted him right. to jump up, snag that rebound, and we're on that fast break Alvin Chendry offense. And a lot of times it was more of he's doing that loafing around like he likes to do and, Getting back, I don't know if it was like you said. He's been hurt this whole time, and he was playing through it. We don't know because they kept it so goddamn quiet. Right, exactly. And I don't know, but I don't. My I, opinion was I was a little under. I'll put it this way: I don't mean to harp on it because I don't think it's the biggest issue. But I mean, he was a little bit overweight. I mean, y- y'all remember that picture that came out of him in the mask right before they were supposed to go to the bubble? Yeah, he did not look like that. That was just a good angle. I mean, th- we saw him in the we saw him in the bubble. He, Zion comes out next season. He looks like that. It's also, a long sleeve shirt he was in. It was a short. It was a no sleeve. No, it was a no sleeve. It was a tank top. It was a tank top. Different picture. No, it was a tank top when he had the mask on. Uh, um, he comes out next season. He looks like that. He's an all star. Um, but I mean, he. I mean, he's a big dude. I mean, obviously, he's he's not gonna get to like a bi weight or something like that. But I mean, look at like, I hate I I don't like talking about him. But like, look at LeBron. Like, this is your job now. You want to stay in this league for this long. 
you want to stay in the league for this long, you're going to have to take care of your body. LeBron spends a million dollars a year on his body. Obviously, Zion's not rolling like that yet. A lot of people are taking that route, too. I saw Russell Wilson. Hold on. Doing that. Hold on. Speaking of that, did y'all see what BR posted about um, about Russell Wilson taking a, a a page out of LeBron's book of spending Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. A million bucks a year on his body. Yeah. I was like, are you kidding they me? He said he has his own, uh, what is it, the hyperbolic chamber? I guarantee. Yeah. They don't, we don't know how much he spends. I guarantee Tom Brady spends more. Oh yeah, he's never talked about that, but yeah, I guarantee Tom Brady's Tom Brady's treat for himself. I mean, Drew Brees is spending a half. Well, I mean, when, when when you're playing football for what forty three years over twenty years, yeah, he's forty three years old. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah, so over twenty years, his treat to himself yeah. is I a agree. spoonful of avocado ice cream once a week. Oh yeah, his diet's got to be ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, okay, like, and then right. you see who he's sleeping in bed with every night. Okay, <laughs> yeah, he's got a healthy diet, gentlemen. Um, but no, Zion needs to. Realize. You must feel bad when you're the lower breadwinner of that family. Wow. Who makes less? She makes more. Wow, really? I think in career-wise, but probably when you add in his endorsements, he might make more, but oh, thought it was funny. Yeah. Kind of shows I mean, the two. The dude's, the, the dude's sponsored by Aston Martin, so I don't know. Okay, don't well, Drew Brees, Drew Brees is sponsored by Jimmy John's. <laughs> Drew owns Jimmy John's. Hey, yeah. we're getting off topic here. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, No, back to Zion. We're talking about food. Back to Zion. Um. <laughs> I mean, he does like to eat. He does like to eat. He got to realize that this is his job. I'm not expecting him to come out and look like Lonzo Ball, look like Drew Holiday. You're going to be a big guy, mm. but cut. Like, you are plenty muscular. And that's the thing with the Pelicans that I don't understand. From from the time the bubble even, or we could even go further back, from the time he got hurt in like October, what it is, there was no transparency as to what was going on. They no, kept they kept everything, everything hushed. And they've done that for the last two years. I don't know if it's ownership or GM or what it is. Everything has been hushed. There's no transparency. And as a fan, that's all we wanted. We want to know when Zion coming back or it, what is it that's wrong. And the whole time they kept saying it was supposed to be like an eight-week injury. And he kept pushing it back, kept pushing it back, kept pushing it back. And then when he does finally get out there, he's on a minute restriction, minute restriction, minute restriction. We lose the game because of that and, minute restriction. Gosh, it was minute restrictions well, every single game. We know game. against the Spurs. It was yes. so aggravating. Was it was aggravating. But, I mean, that, like I said, there was no transparency there. And there's never been, it feels like in the last few years, Transparency with the organization. There's a lot of stuff that goes on behind closed doors that we don't understand. Like with what's going on right now with Drew. Uh, two months ago, Drew Holiday was our guy. He, he's this is his team, and now you got Dave saying, Dude, that, "Oh, we're gonna was, shop him around." I was so shook when I saw that. I was like, "I wasn't." I, okay, I wasn't shocked, but after what they just said, I was like, "Okay, so what is the real reason now?" Yeah, because it's because he's old. That's all it is. If Drew's you need, what is he, 32? With, yeah, but but, hold on, hold on, but he's hold on. hold on. With the amount of guys that you have, young guys that you have on this team, you need an old head. You need somebody who has that yeah, wisdom. But this is let me I'll play devil's advocate and kind of try and defend the Pelicans here. I there I guess their logic is, okay, we're building something and we think we're building something special, but we don't think that we're going to be a championship contender while Drew's still in his prime. Do you think so, do you think it has something to do with Van Gundy? Because it certainly seems like right when Van Gundy gets in there, we start hearing these rumors. Does it have something to do with I, he doesn't fit that system? I don't here's know. Here's the thing. Drew's arguably can – we, can we give Drew best defensive shooting guard in the league? Uh, Clay Thompson and then Drew. Clay Thompson and then Drew. Um, Steph, Stan Van Gundy's a defense first coach. It seems like Drew Holiday would be his favorite player on the team. Um. Real quick, we're going to take a break, guys. We're going to be right back. Um, talk about the NFL season, college football, maybe the Heisman midseason awards. And then we'll wrap it up. See you in a bit. 
Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're going to wrap up talking about the draft. Um, I guess going to go around, say one name you would want the Pelicans to pick at 13 if we do stay at 13. I mean, I would say RJ Hampton. Yeah, I definitely agree, RJ Hampton. Definitely uh, somebody who I think will be there at 13 for one. And I think also something we didn't talk about earlier, I think if and when Drew Holiday does get traded, we're going to need a two because I agree with what you were saying earlier. JJ is, I think at that time now, he's going to be more effective coming off the bench. I don't necessarily know if he can come in there and give you 28, 30 minutes a game. So I think RJ maybe being a first-year rookie could slide in there and start unless we get Tyler Hero. Then yeah. we'll go ahead and slide in. Tyler Hero. Love game Tyler, changes. Tyler Hero. Yeah, I'd like to, even though you didn't know how to say his name a couple months ago. Get Jack get Jack Harlow down to New Orleans. Um, <laughs> yeah, remember when I was saying Zion? They could – uh, him and Manson. Zoe could yeah. um, um, collab. And then, um, and then looking at the second round, uh, guys like Cassius Stanley, uh, Trey Jones, people like that. Um, Cassius Stanley, you know, a real high flyer, another box office guy. He's kind of a uh, was kind of big in high school and kind of flamed out. Haven't heard much from him. Um, but I mean, kid's still a big above the rim player. That seems to be what the Pelicans are trying to go for, building their franchise around someone like Zion. Um, and you know, if we do keep Lonzo, a guy like Cassius Stanley would really thrive with someone to be able to get him those lobs, get him that ball in transition to where he can go up and attack the rim. My big guy to watch out for in the second round is Cassius Winston out of Michigan State. And me and Cameron were talking about it earlier, being LSU fans. We know he broke our hearts a few years ago yeah. in the NCAA tournament. Uh, kid's just a proven winner. I mean, playing for one of the greatest coaches ever at uh, Michigan State. Uh, so that's one guy to watch out for, in my opinion. Most uh, definitely. All right, you want to kind of talk about maybe Week 10 NFL? Sure. Yeah, that's fine. Move on. Um, do you want to pull up the schedule? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the first game on the slate. The uh, first game that's coming up, uh, I guess first thing we can talk about is the um, Saints and 49ers. No, it's not the first game, but it's the game that we're going to be paying the most attention yeah, to. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, this is a revenge game for two of our guys. Um, you know, Quan Alexander's very first game um, is going to be against the team that traded him. Any projection if he's actually playing? Or Yeah, he's supposed to play. He's limited, I assume. Yeah, he'll probably yeah. be limited. Um, but yeah, he's but he's still going to ball out with the minutes that he has. I think they'll probably. I think they'll probably get him maybe ten snaps, fifteen snaps. But. Yeah, but um, and then Emmanuel Sanders, a guy who has just gotten better and better and better as the season has gone on. Yeah. Um. The COVID though. The COVID. Um. <laughs> and then there that that other. I mean, excuse me. The Forty ers are so injury plagued right now. I mean, yeah, they have. Nick, I they have. It's, it's gonna be. It, it's gonna be hard to lose to. That's a, but that's these are the type – the Saints have a problem as of their last few years to playing down to their competition. If they're playing – watching two weeks when they play the Falcons, it'll be a close game just because it's the Falcons. It's all, but it's always I agree. The Falcons. I agree. Always. But the thing is, what uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is still out, right? Yeah, Jimmy Correct. G's out. Nick Mullins is there. Nick starting? Mullins is out. And, um, and I Nick heard – Nick Mullins starter. Nick Mullins is starting, yes. Nick Bosa is out too. He's out he for the year. Yeah. Oh. I think he tore his ACL. Yeah. And speaking about Jimmy Garoppolo, a thing I saw, um, I forget who it was, was talking about him. He said that Jimmy's in a bad position because he's so injury prone, but he doesn't have the wow factor. Um, and a quarterback like that, he said, you know, a quarterback like Carson Wentz, while he's had a down year this year, he has a wow factor. You see Carson Wentz when he's at full strength, and he's got that cannon of an arm. He can make things happen. Like, he can make magic happen. And Jimmy just can't do that. Correct. So, um, do you, going back to the Saints here, do you think the Saints can have another week of hot flying offense where they were just clicking on all cylinders or you think maybe we take a step back this week um it depends do the saints get cocky and let up or do they ride that hot wave 
um, you know, a couple years ago, the year of the no call, we were like this every week. We were blowing people out left and right and celebrating every game, in game. We just had that swag. And I think that's why I think this game, I told Taylor before that Buccaneers game happened, we need a game where Jameis gets in, where we blow out a team that so bad. They didn't let him pass the ball once. He threw it once. Did he? Yeah, a little screen pass. Um, I Did I think it was going to be against the Buccaneers? Absolutely not. I thought that was going to be a close game. I thought we maybe went by a field goal. Um, but that game, I really think, got us our swag back. You saw the videos of us dancing in the locker room. You saw things we haven't seen since 2018. Um, it was good. They broke out the brooms and swept Tom Brady's ass. They swept Tom Brady's ass. Felt good. And, you know, people like Marcus good. Williams, who's been struggling all year, had a great game. Marcus know, Williams. Right? Um, Marcus Williams, if I believe, if this is the first year he's played Tom Brady, he has never played a game without picking off Tom Brady. Um, Tom Brady, and here's the thing: the Saints can drop two more. The Saints can drop two more games, and the Bucks have to win out to take the division. So I mean, this game was yeah. With the extended playoff, though, there is still a good possibility we see them again. Though we'll still we'll probably still see them again, but this home field's huge. Um, uh, you know, I really disagree. I don't think it's very huge. I mean, with yeah, there being no honestly, fans, that's a good so point. Really but still, has um, mattered to take that to take that division. But you know, everyone they still want to take the division. You know, Tom, first year oh, back yeah, in, oh, yeah. he wants to take that division. And the fact that he has to win out now, and the Saints can drop two more because the Bucks aren't going to win. Yeah. Win out. So as far think- as as far as this week's game goes, we're kind of getting off topic here. I assume it's Saints. Yeah, I say Saints by ten. Saints by ten. What you got? I'm gonna say Saints by two touchdowns. With the 49ers? Yeah. With the 49ers. I'm gonna say Saints by fourteen. I'm, I'm gonna say by two touchdowns or three touchdowns. Honestly, I think, like you said, we got our swagger back. If the defense keeps playing like they do, if we just keep performing the way we have been performing, just think I. Don't think the Saints play like they did last week every single night because if they do, every other team in the NFL can pack it up and go home. Yeah, Another big thing to watch out for, which I've heard a lot this week, is everybody's talked about Alex Anzalone. If you've watched the last three weeks, and I think they're kind of preparing for Quan Alexander to come into that role, is his snaps every game have gone down. He played his career-low snaps last week, and we dominated the whole game. So, oh, God. I mean, I like him. He Me seems too. Like I met nice him on guy, an airplane. But, <laughs> but uh, I just I don't know how well he fits into this defense. He was, it seems like they almost do better playing the five five or six DBs in there. You no, talking about Alex Alex taking Anzalone oh, okay, out. I got you. I got you. I thought you were saying Quan's not going to fit into. No, I think no, no, Quan will fit nicely because he covers the pass a lot better, and that's what we really struggle with. Right. Demario, Demario has, Davis is a beast, but I don't necessarily know if he's the best he, pass cover guy. He's no. more of a run stopper. Right. And like you got to look at the fact that. You know, Marshawn. Uh, well, who do they really? They don't really have anybody. Is Debo Samuel? Is he healthy or is he hurt? He's healthy. He's healthy. I mean, he'll probably get a couple catches, probably on Marshawn because Marshawn only likes to play great against Mike Evans and Julio Jones. Yeah, but they're depleted everywhere, though. I mean, they're down to Jarek McKinnon at running back, and so they're pretty depleted. Yeah. So that's, that's a game that moving honestly, on to the next game. That's who we got next? also oh. something that needs to get fixed too. So. The next game is the Texans and the Browns. So hold on, before we head to that, I, I do have to say something about Marshawn. Marshawn needs to get his head out of his ass when he's we, playing. We could talk about him for a whole segment. I'm a big Marshawn Lattimore fan. <laughs> he, he needs to get his head out Bum. of his ass when, when we're playing against other competitors besides the Falcons and the Bucks. Thank you. <laughs> like, it's 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 getting to the point where it's really obvious that he, he doesn't care. It's because the media blows – ever since that first game that uh, Marshawn ever out. shut down Mike Evans, He's uh, the media pushed it everywhere. And it's gotten to his head to where, like, okay, I got to play like that every time I play him. But then when we play somebody else and he does and he does terrible, 
He, he doesn't care. Yeah. He, oh. Yeah, he'll get burnt if, by if, guys who are bench players, exactly. but he's going to guard one of the best receivers. He, if he keeps he that shuts down, He shuts down Julio Jones, which some would say is the best receiver. Yeah, but I've said this argument with you as far as Julio. They've only played each other two times. Either he's been hurt or and Julio's yeah. been Correct. hurt so much that they haven't matched up against each other yeah, enough that's a good point. for but him if, to make that argument. If he plays with that mentality every single time, every single game, we'd – We'd won three Super Bowls by now, probably. Uh, that's that's I don't a know little about bit. That. All right, okay. all right. We're getting on topic. We're getting on topic. It's um, a joke. It's a joke. But you get my point. Yeah. The no, next game is the Texans and the Browns. Uh, okay. Um, I'll actually take the Browns by seven. I'm, I'm gonna take the Browns. Is that home or away? <laughs> uh, this is in Cleveland. I'm in take, Cleveland, I'm gonna take the Browns by three. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to take the Browns by a field goal in that. That's yeah. that's pretty close. What's spread on it? Does it say? It doesn't say what the spread is. Uh, I mean, I they can... they're both pretty bad defense. In my opinion, Baker Mayfield is not the answer in Cleveland. We all know he he was the savior for a year or two there. He got him a win, a couple wins. Yeah, he finally there. got them. I just don't know if he's going to be a big time NFL quarterback. I don't. I just haven't seen he enough out of him. He's way too inconsistent. Some games he'll go out. Uh, was it two weeks ago? He went out and lit him up the second half. I think he scored four or five touchdowns. First half, he was terrible. He looked like a just absolute bum. Again, consistent. It is minus four Cleveland. Minus four. Yeah, I mean, I'll take that spread on that. Yeah, I'll definitely win. Um, next game is Washington at Detroit. The Washington football team? The Washington football team. <laughs> I'm not. I will never pick the Washington football team until they get a name. So I'm picking Detroit. I'll take I will also side with so you there. Hold on, hold on. I, I, I agree with you not wanting to pick Washington, but Stafford's out. Is he? I'm pretty sure. T.J. He is. Hawk is also questionable. I know. Uh, if, if both Kenny, of them are out, Kenny Galladay is I'm out. pretty then sure I'll the take... last report I've seen. Staff well, I'm going to go ahead and take the Detroit Lions uh, because I just don't trust if the Stafford's... quarterback position at Washington. And that's no offense to Mr. Alex Smith because you are a legend in my eyes, but I just don't know if I trust their quarterback no. system there. Although Terry McLaurin, absolute monster this year. Um, next one, that's an easy one. Jacksonville or Green Bay? Green Bay's going to light them up. Yeah, well, then again, Green if Gardner, Gardner was healthy, uh, this is a competitive game. But Gardner being out, I couldn't even name you the backup quarterback for them. Me either. Anybody? No. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and take Green Bay big in that one. Devontae Adams, ever since he's come Golden back from Foles injury, backup to I'm going to skip. I'm going to lighting him up the league. I'm going to skip some uh, boring games. Wait, real, we real quick before we continue, just small question here. Who right now, this season, is the best receiver in the NFL? I make a strong argument for Devontae Adams right now. I'd say Devonte Adams. Devonte Adams, yeah. Ooh, DK's in that. DK, DK right will now. end up being the best receiver in the NFL. DK, think? I think, I think DK single handedly is going to bring dude, back the goal line fade. That dude is not the a goal human. line fade. Has the goal line fade? This is Pat McAfee talked about this. The goal line fade is about how the curveball damn thing won't curve. Goal line, goal line fade said the damn thing won't score a fucking touchdown. Um, <laughs> and the goal line fade. Uh, Tampa's like one of the only teams that does it because they have Mike Evans. But I mean, DK Metcalf is Mike Evans, but Beck. Uh, it seems like better. I haven't watched a ton of their games. I watched a good bit of them. It seems like most of his most of his touchdowns are on deep balls. He's beating people down the field and just making. Well, he runs like a four monster catches. Yeah, I know. And I watched I mean, a video on his diet the other day. It's crazy. I mean, the dude is tall. He's he's borderline the tallest receiver in the NFL. What one of the six, tall, six? It's like six six. Yeah. I'd put a bet that he's probably the strongest or. If one of the strongest, Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill doesn't count. Um, and then he also is so fast, like he's a physical freak. Um, someone said that he's going to be the next TO. Hold on, guys, we'll be right back. All right, we're going to take a short break. Sorry, we're back, guys. Um, 
But no, decaf, DK Metcalf is just, I said decaf, like decaf coffee. Um, <laughs> DK Metcalf, I mean, I don't know how he wasn't the first receiver. Ta- who, uh, Justin Jefferson was taking over him? Justin Jefferson was taking over him. Um, old boy, at Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy, CD Lamb. CD Lamb. And I mean, C- you have to, and that's what brings me back to, I don't mean to keep harping on the Saints, but the Saints had a shot to take decaf with that, with that pick there, or they could have gone defense. You said gone, decaf too. Uh, decaf, you're spreading it around. Uh, DK Metcalf, excuse me. Um, they could have taken him there instead of going with Ruiz, which Ruiz isn't a bad player. I think he's more of a role guy. I don't think he's going to change our team. But I disagree. Um, uh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I say right now, Devonta Adams is the best in the league. I mean, he has just been demolishing whoever they have put up in front of. And him. Aaron Rodgers is on a revenge tour. He's going to score oh, yeah, like disagree. I said he would. That's why I picked him in every single one of my fantasy leagues. <laughs> I don't disagree. Oh. I mean, you go ahead and. A guy who's a Hall of Famer, this would be like Drew Brees four or five years ago if we go take a quarterback first round. I mean, the organization can say what they want, but it's a slap in the face. It's Absolutely. It's disrespectful. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to skip over some games like Philadelphia at, at uh, New York. I mean, that's just a joke of a game. I don't think even the fans are going to be watching that one. One of the worst divisions in football. The worst division in football history. There's a very good chance that a five-win team gets into the playoffs. Wins the division. Not just gets in the playoffs. Wins the division. Um, NFC South matchup, the – Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Carolina Panthers. Big game there. It's important. Carolina needs to win that game in order to kind of stay in the race. What are they sitting at right now? Uh, they are sitting at Tampa Bay minus six. Uh, the, excuse me, the record. What's Tampa Bay's record? Tampa Bay is six and three, and Carolina is three and six, but McCaffrey's out again. Yeah, McCaffrey being out again. I mean, no offense, Carolina. I love Mr. Joe Brady, but um, Carolina's going to need Christian in there to be Absolutely. effective. Some, something like uh, what Carolina did last year, a pickup they got, which I wouldn't, looking back at it, I really wish the Saints were done, is Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Robbie Anderson is showing That was out. this offseason. That was this offseason. Off oh, and I don't think he got paid that much. And he's been super effective in that in that role. He has been the, for all the people who watch the Saints, I mean, excuse me, LSU play last year, he's been the Justin Jefferson of that role. He's played of that team, excuse me. He's been the slot receiver guy who's going out, running short, intermediate routes, and just getting the ball and getting down the field. Really what Justin Jefferson was effective with last year. And then they have a guy um, on the outside, excuse me, his name's uh, DJ Moore, excuse me. Yeah, DJ Moore's really good. Jamar Chase type of guy who's beating people down the field for big routes. Um, Next game, going to be an interesting one is that we want to talk about is the Chargers at Miami. Well, who well, – Backtrack, who would you take in the in the Carolina Tampa game? I have to take Tampa. Yeah, I, I'm going to uh, take Tampa. You, uh, I um I don't like Tom Brady, but you don't bet against Tom Brady after a loss like that. Yeah, I'd agree. And I mean the talent that they have on that defense, I think they kind of had an off week last week against the Saints. I think the defense bounces back strong and uh, puts in a good performance. I know Levante David's a little banged up for them after the Saints game, but no offense, they have one of the best linebacking groups in the NFL. Yeah, they're the best. Yeah, they're ridiculous. Um, all right, but moving on, who we got next? Uh, Los Angeles Chargers versus the Miami Dolphins. Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, two really good young quarterback matchups to watch, watch there. That's a good game to watch. Probably the rookie of the year. Uh, well, we'll get to that later. But um, <laughs> I would say I want to take Miami in that game. I think Miami's red hot right now. I think if Tua can keep his progress going, I think this is definitely a dub for uh, Miami. I think the Chargers – they're turning into the new Atlanta Falcons. I mean, every it's week awful. They're it's losing awful. Games. I mean, they did it against the Saints. Uh, what are they? One in? They're two and six. Two and six. Yeah, I mean, um, they're just not producing. The line is Dolphins minus one and a half. Yeah, so that's a pick them. So uh, who do you got in that one? I'd like to say the Chargers. I just have a weird really? feeling. I feel like they finally are they playing get in Miami or it's I, in Miami. Not that that really matters with COVID. Um, but. 
Next one. This is going to be a really good game. Uh, Buffalo at Arizona. Uh, Buffalo at Arizona. I'm a big Josh Allen fan. Me too. So I Me always, too. In that, I'm going to go with them. I think they also have a really good defense this year. I don't think they've shown up a lot, but they have a really good defense in my opinion. Uh, Tredavious White obviously is locked down. Uh, really solid secondary on that team. I think they could do some things this year. They can honestly protect Josh Allen. I mean, they, they played well last year. When they lost to Houston, I believe, in the playoffs, or they beat them in overtime. I can't remember 100%. But, yeah, that's a good young team, uh, but I'll take Buffalo on that one. Josh Allen reminds me a lot of a big Ben, but with so much more mobility. Yeah. Uh, he's just a huge – he's like – That arm is just so strong. Oh, my God. I mean, it's stronger than they, – they, like. It's stronger than Patrick's almost. Really? Yeah. Has that been wow? At least Madden says so. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but no. I mean, is. you look at Pat. You look at Patrick and Josh Allen, and those are Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Uh, those are obviously no debate the two strongest arms in the league. Um, and I think Josh Allen's a guy that's going to succeed for a really long time. You know, you look at a guy like Kyler, you look at a guy like Lamar, who a lot of their production relies on how mo- mobile they are. That's not going to be there forever. You know, you look at how much Cam Newton struggled. Yeah, well, you um, look at – and I, I mean, I called it last year. I mean, Lamar lit the league up last year, but he's not doing very well no. passing the ball this year. I mean, he's, um, I watched him play last week, actually. You know, he was just throwing some duck balls. I mean, at the end of the day, a quarterback – at the end of the day, the quarterbacks throw the ball. Having mobility as a quarterback is great, especially in today's league. It's great. It's a big luxury that you can have, but – we can't always, you're not going to be able to always be able to rely on that. Your legs are going to go before your arm does. Um, That's why I think Patrick Mahomes, and I know a lot of people disagree with me, is going to be one of the most successful guys out of that. This era is just he's quick. He's not a he's guy not, like yeah. Lamar who's going to kill you down the down the field. But he's not, you know, he's not Tom Brady. He can get out of that pocket exactly, and exactly. Get you get you five, five yards. six yards, and then he can also. I mean, we've all seen what he I can mean. Do. Patrick Mahomes is. If you were to just look. I'm, and this may sound crazy. If you were to just look at one season of every quarterback who's ever played, you put Patrick Mahomes in your you, it, like that's the only you'd show someone that's never watched football one season of every quarterback that's ever played. They're putting Patrick Mahomes in their top five. I mean, the kid's unreal. No doubt. Look, if the kid keeps it up, he's going to be a top three quarterback of all time. Obviously, welcome back, Cameron. Yeah, welcome back, Cameron. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, I was fixing some of the cameras. Um, you look at what the kid can do. I mean, we all said after his uh, MVP year, we're like, there's no way. That he keeps this up. I mean, there's no way. And honestly, like certain individuals told me that he couldn't. Did I? No, a certain other someone. Oh, me? No. Um. Ah. And so <laughs> you look at a guy like that, and I mean, obviously, they all say you can't keep it up, but the great—that's what makes someone an all-time great—is that they're able to, and that he could be the guy that does it. He's doing it again. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. They're on a buy this week, I believe. Right? Yes, they're on a buy. But yeah. I mean, he's honestly the, which hurts me deeply. We're, we're yeah, gonna fantasy. Oh, uh, yeah. we're gonna talk about it later with we talk about kind of the awards that are going on this year. But I mean, I think he's the leader for the MVP again. Um, yeah. this be a second one. I mean, but to get your second MVP before you turn 30 is just unbelievable. Yeah, I think it's him or him or Kamara's in the conversation. I don't think he's necessarily going to win it because it's know, a quarterback, it's a quarterback award. award. But yeah, definitely. Yeah. So anything, any other games coming Which, up? Uh, here's an interesting line: uh, Seattle at the Rams. Uh, Rams minus two. I mean, I think I'm going to take Seattle big in that game. I know they don't have much of a run game with Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde being out, but um, I mean, they've just. I believe they dropped two over their last three, but um, wait, Carson's out again. Carson's yeah, Carson's doubtful. out again. He's doubtful. I feel like whenever they say doubtful, it's just so like, hey, we're trying to they, play. You. They play in that DJ um, Dallas. DJ Dallas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, no, what, and, uh, on, Alex Collins. Alex Collins was a monster in uh, 
Baltimore. Was Baltimore. Oh, wait, did they, did they just sign Collins? Yeah, they just picked yeah, him they up. Just picked him up. So, I, I didn't hear, if you want my honest opinion, I that. think he gets majority of the snaps. Because well, he didn't get any last week. It was all DJ two, Dallas. Was it? I had the fantasy. He was <laughs> two weekends ago, or, well, three weekends ago, DJ Dallas started yep. because uh, Carlos Carson and other boy was out. Carlos Hyde. Yeah, Hyde. Oh. Keep forgetting Hyde's on that team. But DJ Dallas put up like 16, 17 points of fantasy. He had 18 carries for like. 60 something yards and a touchdown and i was like okay that's not that bad yeah but, but to I answer mean, your question um give me the seahawks yes yeah. um seahawks man seahawks russell wilson there. just they just slice his name off that mvp race after those past Who? two games he had russell wilson russell wilson was the leader like if you were in vegas he was the vegas odds leader to win mvp yep. and now he's not even top five i know it's, um, it's crazy last game we're gonna talk about uh is mainly because y'all lsu fans pittsburgh at cincinnati uh cincinnati at pittsburgh Oh, I mean, uh, I got to be unbiased as I can against this. Obviously, you can't pick against Pittsburgh. Yeah, you Steelers. can't pick against Pittsburgh. They're the right hottest now. team in the league right now, here's undefeated. The thing. Pittsburgh, still. you look at any power rankings, nobody has the Steelers number one. Well, I think they say they're smoking crack. I mean, when the team's undefeated, what are they, 8 0? They're 8 0, but who have they played? I don't know. I have to go down the schedule. And they any just, team that's won eight games in a row in the National Football League. I agree. League, you have I agree. To, you have I agree. To at least be in the top five. They power did show rankings. some weakness uh, last week. They almost lost to the Cowboys, who are absolute last Their order. defense is. Elite. Yeah, I mean they are. I've been high on Devin Bush dishes. since he came out of the league. Well, not even that. You look at the way. I don't know if you've seen Minka Fitzpatrick. He's playing out of his. Mind. That was an amazing Gosh, trade for them. TJ amazing trade. That, that was mind. a steal for them. I Who did they give they up? God for Minka. I think oh, it, it was a ridiculous trade. It was like I think one first rounder or something. Yeah, it was I mean, maybe, no, I don't even think it was that. I don't think they gave. Yeah, up they the gave him. Miami gave him away. And that's kind of the uh, all we're gonna talk about for Week Ten. Um, next thing we're gonna talk about, kind of staying on the football thing, is uh, the midseason awards. Um, you know, every team has played at least eight games, so we're literally in the middle of the season right now, uh, as middle as you can get. Um, so, MVP is tough. I don't think you can give it to – Taylor was talking about this earlier. I don't think you can give it to anybody right now. It's too close. You know, you got guys like Josh Allen. You got guys like Patrick Mahomes. And then if you honestly want to look unbiasedly and look at it as who is the most valuable player to a team, I'm a little biased, but, I mean, you have to put Alvin Kamara in that uh, – Conversation without a doubt. Without Alvin Kamara, I think we're we don't have a winning record. No, not at no. Um, you, you cannot win with uh, great running back, but you cannot win without uh, with just Latavius Murray. You can't. No, just, oh, you just, just because he does so look, much. Yeah, you sit there and look at. I mean, there's been four to five times easy this season where we've run a dump off pass where it's supposed to be negative five yards in the backfield on a third down. Like what he did against Green Bay. And he'll take it for 30 yards. That run run he had against Green Bay was one of the most ridiculous runs I've ever seen. One of my favorite runs he ever had, I think it was against Seattle. We was watching it at the Pike House, and um, it was was a dump off pass, and and he shook off like Five, six I still remember. I still he remember. Down, he ran down the sideline. I still remember. Uh, Taylor and I, we had had a um, like a little party at the fraternity house, and I had gotten a concussion. And it, we were down. It was the game where we were down big to the at the time the Redskins. And I told him, I was like, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. And then uh, Alvin Kamara, we had scored the touchdown. And then Alvin Kamara, we threw that pass to him for the two point conversion. He gets it, bobbles it as he's getting hit. Catches his bobble, slips through that. two tackles, and scores a two-point conversion. Yeah, I game. do remember that. Oh, I mean, he's just unreal. I believe we lost that game. No, we won. We came back. Yeah, we, yeah, we came back and won. We sent it to overtime and we won. Um, but no, things like that. I mean, his balance is unreal. You've seen the video. Like I've never seen a guy with that much balance. The way he's able to 
break off tackles and things like that. And people say, from what I've seen other NFL players talk about him, is um, they say that he is one of the mm-hmm. most almost like he's like they say he's almost like a catfish. Like he doesn't really look what he seems like. They say he is so much bigger than what he seems because people think he's kind of a small guy. Yeah. Um, but he's six foot, six foot one. Mm-hmm. So um, who who would um. Uh... Just going off talking about the games, I know who would be y'all's picks to. I know we obviously have a long way to go in the year. Who would be y'all's picks to make it to the conference? I mean, the division championships, and then the or shit, I don't know why I said that. The conference championships, and then the Super Bowl. Who would I be think it's gonna be Saints. Teams? I think it's gonna be Saints Packers. Saints in the in the, Cut, NFC? In the, in the NFC. I think it's gonna be Saints. Who you got uh, I think it's gonna be Chiefs and Steelers. Yeah, I would say Chiefs Steelers. Uh, honestly, it depends on how the seeding goes. I could def I could see an NFC South matchup, and I could see. Buccaneers Saints in the NFC Championship. Yeah, you see, sorry to stop you, but no, I, I I disagree with the Steelers. If they play like they did against the the Cowboys last week, no way they're getting to the championship. Um, yeah, I'd say it's I, it, Chiefs are a lock. I'd put the Chiefs to lock yeah. unless they choke. And then I wouldn't be. I, if I had to bet money, I'd bet fifty bucks on the Steelers making. I'd bet fifty bucks on the Bills making. It. Now I I I, I can see I could like if the Steelers do make it to the AFC Championship. I don't see them beating the Chiefs. No, I think the Chiefs beat them. It's honestly, it, they're going to go as far as Ben Roethlisberger can take them. Absolutely. Correct. I mean, if you, Absolutely. I don't know if you've watched him play recently. He does not move. He just stands there. He's snapping it and he's throwing that baby. That's in. what happens when you as got a good O line and some and some pretty good. They have one pretty good. I, they have. I love yeah. Chase Claypool. I, I love that man. I mean, that he's dude is on, a baller. He's unreal. The amount they have of, one of the best receiving cores in him the and league Juju, right now. The amount of Deontay Johnson's good. The amount of talent at the wide receiver position that's come out of this past draft is unreal. Yeah. Like you said, you have Jerry D. You have guys that even, like, haven't lit it up. You know they're going to be so Like, Jerry Not Judy's. as good as Justin Jefferson, but that's besides. I'd take DK Metcalf over Justin Jefferson. Number right one now. stats. I, anyway, I, I. One of them's going to be I'd a pro bowler. I'd crave for Justin Jefferson to be on the Saints right now. Justin, if, if Brees had Justin Jefferson. But. but listen, anyway, well, but you have people I'm like. We're getting off stack. Let's, let's get back when we're talking CD about. Lamb, Jerry Judy. Justin yeah. Jefferson, DK Metcalf, guys like Chase Claypool, who kind of came out of nowhere. Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown. Uh, second year. Se- Marquise Brown's a second well, year. DK, Hollywood. This is DK's second year, too. You said DK. I thought you're we were right. just talking about good young. The, yeah, good. Receivers. You're right. The, the future of the wide receiver position is in very good hands. And then you know Michael Thomas is a really young. You D- got a lot of guys coming up in the next class yeah, too. The wide hop is coming up. Is Terrace Marshall in yeah, this year's Terrace draft? Yeah, Terrace Marshall's going to Terrace Marshall, uh, Jamar Chase, uh, Seth Williams. Yeah, I mean, um, a lot of big. A lot of big names. Out. Um, uh, Devontae Smith out of yeah, Alabama. With uh, talking about the NFC Championship, I would be more inclined to pick the Saints to go to the Super Bowl in the NFC Championship, like win the NFC Championship, if we're playing Tampa. We play Tampa. I think we beat them. If we play Green Bay, I think it's very close, and I'm not ready to make a prediction yet. I just don't know. I mean, we watched how our defense played against Green Bay. I know that the Saints every year take a long time to get the motors rolling, take a few games to get going, and that was a lot harder this year with COVID and all that stuff. Didn't have a full preseason, all that stuff. So it took them a little while to get going. If the Saints can catch their groove like they seem like they're doing right now, I think they're the favorite to make it to the Super Bowl now. I'm being un, as unbiased as I can. I don't think they win the Super Bowl right now. I, I don't think, think either. Uh, Kansas City repeats right now. They're just too hot. And with Kansas City, the thing is, not only did they take the guys they had last year, they got better. Yep. I mean, when you, let's look at, the, Bell. look at the running back room. Clyde Edwards-Elair. Le'Veon I mean, Bell. Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I mean, the, it just goes on and on. And they have all the guys they had last year. Yep. I mean, it's just it's I don't crazy. know. I don't understand how they were able to pay all those guys. 
I mean, when you look at that team. I well, mean, I think I think Le'Veon's getting paid most of his money by New York. By New York, but yeah. I mean, you, they paid Travis Kelsey, they paid Patrick Mahomes. I, I mean, they oh, paid that, Patrick, D, that D lineman. I forget his name. Um, their D tackle. I forget his name, but I got a question. Why do you, Why do y'all think the Chiefs picked up Le'Veon? I know it's Le'Veon. You got you got Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Say fuck you to the rest of the NFL. I think it's a, I think it's more of a safety net than anything. I think if Clyde goes down, you got another guy in there. I guess, but I mean, Clyde, Clyde was producing pretty well. I mean, they weren't running him as much as I thought they would. They have a stack running back. Room. They do. I mean, they have. I'll Damian, put it this way: Damian Williams. Cam. Yeah. Look what the Saints do with. I mean, we have arguably the best running back in the NFL. Uh, maybe give it to McCaffrey, or maybe we'll have Dalvin Cook's playing right now. But you know, Kamara's in that conversation, but. We still went and picked up Latavius Murray, and Latavius Murray gets a lot of snaps. Um, it's not right. like he's just a yeah, safety but I net. Think th- I think what Cam's saying is there's a difference between Latavius Murray and Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is a Pro Bowler multiple times, and just such a weird exit with him in New York. Right, Nobody right. still to this day knows what happened. He he plays one day, and then all of a sudden on a Monday, hey man, you're cut. I, yeah, I don't get it. Had but to here's have the thing: there. I'm pretty sure they're not paying him really anything. I could be wrong, but they're not paying him much. The, uh, Chiefs? The Chiefs. Yeah, I don't think they're paying. So much. I thought it was like twenty million. No, the year. Jets are. No, the Jets that. basically paid him to say, "Hey, no, that's yeah, what I'm saying." So I'm saying, Cameron, else. if you had the option, if the Saints right now, if you had the option to pick up Le'Veon Bell for what Latavius Murray's making, wouldn't you? Of course. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. it's kind of the same line. No, it's a no, no brainer. No, 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 I get that. It was. I'm not saying it was a bad move by by the Chiefs. I'm saying that it. I guess more. It's more of I feel bad for Clyde because I want. It didn't to affect him. Step, it didn't affect him at all. I mean, he's, he only he's played, getting a lot less touches. I, I he only I, got uh, ten snaps last game. He was getting like hey, eighteen. Man, if he no, has Le'Veon, a, if he has a, only got ten snaps. Cameron, but, but Clyde only well, got. Clyde nine. needs to come out every once in a while. He can't play every. Play. Cameron, if he has a fucking Super Bowl ring, touching his, getting touches on his hand, his rookie year, I'm pretty sure he'll be okay with it. No, you're right. Um, Clyde's been playing like a monster. He's the best rookie running back in the he's league. Not. I'm. I'm. Well, he's not pr- producing. Okay, as so well. um, get have you not watched him play? No, I'm talking about for fantasy. He's not producing. I don't well. care about fantasy. He's been I'm, grinding I'm not on saying the field. He's not producing. He fits that offense beautifully. You know, he, when no, they, and, uh, I'm not saying that. I'm saying he he does fit that offense beautifully. That's that was the best place for him to land. They got an absolute steal. Yeah. I just I agree there. Clark. I think it was pretty cool on draft night. They said they called Patrick Mahomes and said, "Hey, we'll give you a choice of these three guys." And I, I don't remember the other two, but it, they said, "Who do you want out of these three guys to be your new shiny running back?" And he said, "I want Claude." That's pretty cool. Uh, that's, the that's, fact, but it's an easy dunk. Hits his second year as a starter, and they're already giving him control of the draft room. I mean, it shows how much confidence. Third year as a starter. Third, Third year as a starter. Um, but no, uh, getting back onto the awards. Um, I have no idea who your defensive player of the year is. I don't know for a minute. Oh, I don't know either. I mean, did you just give it to Aaron Donald again? <laughs> yeah, you could always chop it up to him. Oh. Uh, I know TJ Watt's been killing it. Um, so I, I don't know who wins really, that award. I, I, I really don't. Um, know. That's a weird Ooh, award every you year. You like this one. I'm not saying it deserves defensive player of the year, but Trey Henderson has been lighting it. Trey Henderson oh, is third dude, in it. lighting it. If they, if they were to have a most improved player award, that man's in the conversation. Yes. I mean, he's almost a lock for a Pro Bowl. Um, oh, I, I mean, mean how, it's unbelievable. He's third in the league for sacks. Can, you can remember that one guy back to back to back. Sacks. Yeah, it would have been a hat trick. Yeah, one for the penalty. But yeah. it, it's it's still counted in my book, and, and even on all the all they the medias the and trick. everything, yeah. they counted it. They said, "Oh, he got that sack." Tom Brady probably wasn't even making that pass, uh, right? Downfield when the holding call was called. Well, then the question comes: Of who do you bring back next season? Are you bringing back Marcus Davenport and Trey Henderson? Or are you only bringing back one of them? Are you going to pay them both? I only bring back Hendrickson. I'd bring back Henderson. Well, you're just going to let a guy who you traded two first-round picks walk? 
I mean, you can't deny me that Marcus Davenport has been injury prone. If, I agree. If, if you get him for the low low, then you could probably bring them both back. But Davenport, when he's in the game, is effective. He's he, getting. He might correct. not produce gets, the numbers, he gets, he gets the but he's getting the to the quarterback. I agree. I mean, if we can get one of them for a cheap deal, they're both their contract. Both of their contract expire this year. I think one of them has a player option or a team option. One of the two, and the other one is up for. Oh, uh, you have to re. If it's Hendrickson, you have to re up Hendrickson. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, uh, Marcus. I Davenport. think I think my answer to it would be you need to bring them both back. I agree. If, if you can, now th- this is all going to depend on if number nine comes back or what happens with that in terms of salary cap, and we'll get into that a little later. But I don't know. My opinion would be bring them both back because you have Davenport who can go in there on first and second down, and then Henderson is your perfect third down guy. He's coming in fresh to get in there and get to the quarterback. I agree. Um, one thing that I know we're going to disagree on, at least y'all two are probably going to agree, and I'm going to disagree, is the offensive rookie of the year. I think right now it's Justin Herbert. Um, I know y'all are probably going to say Joe Burrow. Correct. Um, but I mean, Justin, yeah. Justin Herbert has played one less game than Joe Burrow. Half and a game. Half a game. He only has 100 less yards. Um, he has. They have the same number of interceptions, and Justin Herbert has seven more touchdowns. Um, so I don't see how you can give it to Joe Burrow when I, – I, I, I agree. I agree. I agree I, with what you're saying. And only one way difference. Let me interrupt just real quick. Yeah, go ahead. My thing is this. Let's compare the offensive line of each team. You have to take all this into account. Understand that Joe Burrow is and Herbert, they're both right next to each other, are putting up the best numbers of a rookie quarterback in like the last decade. Absolutely. But, I mean, the offensive line for that team and just the talent on offensive line, I mean, excuse me, offense alone for both teams is just the Chargers have a lot more talent. They, I agree, but if you do. go off the if you go off the eye test and you look at the two play, Justin Herbert looks like Joe Burrow looks incredible. Joe Burrow is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league for a very long time. I agree with that. But you look at like when you watch the Saints game, when you look at what Justin Herbert did, Justin Herbert gave the Saints problems. Justin, like you look at what he's doing, he looks like he's been in the league for five years. I mean, he is a. Why isn't he winning games though? I mean, why isn't Joe Burrow winning games? He's won more than Justin. How many games did the Bengals won? Uh, two. Three, two. Two, so did the Chargers. Well, J- Justin only won one. Okay. Tyrod won. Okay, um, but let, let's, let's, be, but, let's, let's, let's be honest here. But you The talk- Chargers are a lot more stacked. Well, that's what I'm saying. Even on defense. Yes, but you realize players. that it's not on Justin. When they're blowing these leads, it's not Justin blowing the leads. Um, I, I think we're having an argument that really you could go either side on, though, because they're both really good. Yeah, I just say you, look at the, you just got to look at the numbers. You know, I understand that you have to take stuff into consideration, but – um, my man Joe is running for his absolute life. That's all I know. I pray Cleveland <laughs> can protect my man. All right. I mean, it's just, Please. it's absolutely Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, I, see, I can't even remember the goddamn name. Cincinnati. The other team in Ohio. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> I guess I don't, you know what? Speaking of like defensive rookie of the year, you know, I have not heard, you know, whose name I have not heard chase young. I have he not heard done a goddamn thing. I haven't we heard his name in get forever. Defensive player of the year. And he played in purple and gold last year. And now he's playing in purple and black. Queen. That's correct. Yes, I agree with that. And he that, strip sacked his old teammate and took it to the house. Who, Joe? <laughs> Joe? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I remember took it to that. the house, but he stripped him. Dude, that, that was that was a social media. F- yeah. Um. Okay. Kind of talking about the young guys. Kind of transition. I know it's a little bit of ways. A uh, little bit ways away. But we're kind of talk about the NFL draft a little bit. Kind of like who you like, who you don't like, who do you think's overrated, who do you think might rise up. We all know Trevor Lawrence is going number one. No matter who the team is, Trevor Lawrence is no, going number one. Disagree. I think Trevor Lawrence, especially. Since he got the COVID now, I don't think Clemson is gonna. <laughs> I don't think Clemson is going to make it into the playoff. Or well, the thing is, they're gonna end up playing Notre Dame again if Notre Dame 
wins out and Clemson wins out. They'll play Notre Dame again, and I think Clemson will beat them the second time with Trevor. So I say they're both going to be in the college football playoff. I don't think Clemson's going to win it all this year. I think, I think we all kind of agree. Alabama's yeah, Alabama's going to steamroll, steamroll everybody. everybody. But I think Trevor, if the Jets are sitting there at the number one pick, I think Trevor goes back to college and goes and wins, tries and wins another Natty. Really, you think I he don't stays? Think Alabama will be as good next year, and I think there'll be a lot of other teams that are going to be competitive with a full season next year. So I think Trevor highly considers going back to school. So, and playing yeah, one more this way. If Trevor, if Trevor stays in the draft, he's the number one pick. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, if you saw the engagement um, ring he unless, bought his girlfriend, he needs a check. Unless for some reason, <laughs> unless for some reason, the team picking one doesn't need a quarterback. But the, okay, I saw um, that. if for some reason the Jets decide that Sam Darnold, they want to stick with him. I see them going with Jamar Chase at the number one pick. I do. No, nah, they'll pick somebody defensively. Um, no, I don't think a yeah, wide receiver ever. I haven't seen a wide one. receiver go top three in forever. I mean, I know in it's kind of out. It's kind of. A, I know it's kind of an out there prediction, but I've seen a lot. Of, at People least are on debating social media. if he's even the number one wide receiver. Right I've now, seen a lot of uh, Jets player, Jets fans coming out and saying like, "Well, the only reason they're debating that because he didn't play this year. If he played this year, he's still balling out. LSU probably wins a couple more games." So you you you're telling me he doesn't beat Auburn, but you're, you're telling me that the Jets would rather one lost by thirty eight. You're telling me that the Jets would rather pick a wide receiver who skipped his final final season in college over a, a star quarterback like I'm saying, Trevor Lawrence. What I'm saying is – I think they would trade that. If what I'm saying is if – I agree with that. They'd probably trade it. I'm saying if they do pick. What I'm saying is that – and this is honestly – this is not what I think they should do. This is not what I think they will do. I'm saying what – I should have prefaced this. I'm saying this is what I see a lot of Jets fans wanting. Yeah, like like they care about yeah, what like their they, organization. Um, yeah, uh, but if they for some reason think that Sam Donald's the guy, and Sam Donald is not a bad quarterback, he's not great, but he's not he's bad. Not the guy, but though. you talk a lot about, of a lot of talk about him maybe coming and down in New Orleans when Mister Drew leaves. But you talk, but you you talk about Joe Burr not being surrounded by anybody. Look at who the Jets have. Like, oh yeah, he doesn't have talent. Cr- either. Crowder isn't a bad. That's receiver. one guy. Joe Joe Burrow's got more talent than that offense. I mean, the Jet and their defense is bad too. I mean, the entire team is terrible. Absolutely terrible. No, and I, I mean, I, you go bad. look. You go look. I saw a clip the other day of Sam Darnold making some throw on the run that was absolutely ridiculous. You don't make that throw by luck or by chance. Like it was a you're good right, right. throw. And I don't necessarily know if Sam's the guy. I don't know if Sam's the guy, but I'm saying I don't think he's the reason that they're. That organization's pretty oh, bad, eight. though. I mean, they hired Adam Gase. Yeah. Um, say it all right there. They got me unsuccessful in Miami, and now Miami's pretty dang good. Yeah, Brian Flores has done really well for Miami. So, I don't know, but um. There's a there's a lot of talk going up with that team. That, that team has both the both the Jets, both the Bengals, both and the Chargers. All three of those teams have a lot to work on. Another uh, big, another big name quarterback coming out. So let me ask you this: If Trevor does decide to say, and the Jets still say they want to take quarterback, do they take Justin Fields? They take Justin Fields or but your boy from BYU or, or the boy from uh, North Dakota State. Um, Trey Lance. They have right now. They have uh, Justin Fields is the third best player. Uh, they have number two, Penny Sewell, that offensive tackle for Oregon. Yeah, see, I, mean, I, I could see him going number one over a wide receiver. Yeah, the, this, um, I think the biggest talk of this draft is going to be your Hall of Fame quarterbacks. It's going to be Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, and Tom Brady. Are they all staying? Are they all coming back? That's really what's going to come down to because you might have three potential Hall of Fame quarterbacks retiring. I don't see. Tom Brady retiring. I, I think he's either. definitely going to give it two years at least in Tampa Bay. I think 100% if Drew Brees wins the Super Bowl, he retires. I, I don't I see agree. the Saints winning at all this year. I definitely hope they do. 
but I don't see them winning at all. I think Drew probably hangs it up this year. I that's just me guessing. I don't think anyone Sad knows. times. But um, uh, I think the Saints go after a quarterback in the first or second round this year, and I really like Zach Wilson out of BYU for the Saints. Trey Lance yes. is the kid from North Dakota State. That's why I said Trey Lance. Zach yeah. Wilson. Yeah. I, he's he's one of my guys for the – Hey, for man, the we, have, we already have one quarterback from BYU. Okay, let's talk about this. So do you not think Taysom is a guy? No. Uh, I, I've been saying this. I, don't, I do not think he is. He's a great guy. He's a great quarterback, great football Whether player. he is, whether he can be or not, this, I feel like the Saints have definitely already made up their mind. The Saints have already made up their mind that Taysom is not the future of the quarterback position because if he was, but he would not he be. Is. I don't know. Yeah, that he's Cameron's right. I, I mean, I feel like it's a smokescreen. I feel like that's giving Taysom a little bit. I don't think they of, know. I don't think they know, but Honestly, I feel like yeah. they have a little bit of doubt if they're willing but, to put him in those situations where he's running the ball like that. But then why are they not going out and getting someone else? I mean, for the last three or four years, we've been saying, hey, they gotta go get a guy. They gotta go get a guy. They need somebody to sit behind Drew. And I think all three of us can agree. James Winston is Remember not what that we guy. Did Absolutely with, not. Uh, He's not your boy guy. from Garrett uh, Grayson. Grace, Grayson. Grayson. Yeah. Grayson. What's his name? Gilbert. Grayson Gilbert. Yeah. Grayson no, Gilbert. Wasn't it Garrett Grayson? Garrett Grayson. Garrett Grayson. It was Garrett Grayson out of. It was Garrett. Grayson. Okay, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm, th- I'm thinking it was Gilbert, but yeah, it was Garrett Grayson. We wasted a second round pick on that. No, name. it was a little. I think it was no, a little later. it was second. It was a second round pick. Look that up. So the um, I'm gonna look at this right now. Oh, you gotta talk about Mac Jones also coming out possibly. Nah, I think Mac will be a later first. Or yeah, second. he's 48. So he'll the, go to somebody. The big board right now for different. for quarterbacks if the Saints do decide to take a look at that position is obviously Trevor. I think Saints are gonna go for Zach Wilson. I Trevor Zach and Justin are one and two, uh, one and then two, and then you got Trey Lance and Zach Wilson is ranked at 20. All I know is whoever does come in, they certainly are not gonna be like my man Joe Burrow. They're gonna have an offensive line. We yeah, hypothetically have the best offensive line in football. You see, this is what I actually thought was going to happen uh, once we drafted this kid. So when we drafted Tommy Stevens, I know he was a seventh-round guy, but I thought he was going to come in to be the new Taysom, and Taysom was going to take over yeah. once Drew They can't, left. but here's the thing about that. that. You cannot go out, and like obviously I'm sounding a little biased here, but you cannot go out and draft a Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, I don't think you're ever going to see right. a player in the league like that. But – you are never. He, there is never going to be another game after Taysom Hill retires where a white thirty-year-old Mormon is the most athletic player in the stadium. <laughs> That's never going to happen again. No, I completely agree. I think, in my opinion, I agree with what you're saying. The Saints have probably made up their mind, and I think Taysom is one hundred percent way more effective than what he does now. He can come in, give you four or five snaps a game at quarterback. He can give you four or five snaps at wide receiver, tight end, running back. If you're depleted at the running back position. You put him out there. Fucking linebacker if you need it. I mean, if you need it, put him out there. Dude, he, but, he's built like a linebacker, too. I mean, I've always mean, said when, that he can play Could you linebacker. tell me a time you ever saw a quarterback on the punt team? I mean, kickoff return team, punt team. I mean, Not only was Andy. he running punt uh, kickoff return team, he was returning kicks right. when we received, and when we kicked, he was going down and making the tackle. Insane. And there's been several games where we needed a – Game-changing play. And who's the guy down there blocking a kick or blocking a punt? Taysom Or even receiving him against the Browns, remember? Yeah. Uh, and that's why I trust, and I know a lot of people have hard feelings about the way the Saints draft and this and that. And me, myself, I've griped against when they pick Cesar Ruiz first round. I trust in what they want to do. They've shown me in the past they go get the guys Caesar they Ruiz, The thing win. about Cesar Ruiz, obviously it wasn't our biggest need, but I saw somewhere um, – I might want to fact check this, uh, but he has played every single snap, uh, almost every single snap, and every single snap he's played at least above ninety percent. He's not given up a single sack or penalty yet this season. I mean, to be honest, it can't be that difficult on him with the guys he's got around him. Yeah, Ryan. I mean, we, he's got four 
potential pro bowlers around. I mean, we've got the maybe we've, we've got I, I'd be hard pressed to find a better pair of tackles in the league than uh, Ramchek and Armstead. Oh, that's I mean, they're the top two pair together, 100. Absolutely, I mean, that's what I'm saying. they say Armstead is the best uh, pass blocker tackle, and then Ramchek's the best run block tackle. So I mean, doesn't get any better than that. And then you have McCoy, who I great pick by the Saints in the second round, who has come on <laughs> run to the right, strong. pass to the left. Yeah. Um. The Saints kind of do that, actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then, but no, I, I think the Saints stick with Taysom at his role, and I'm hoping this year. I mean, I think this has got to be the year, unless they're going to go get a guy like a, excuse me, a Sam Darnold, who the Jets have moved on from, a guy like that, who they want to maybe give a couple years and see if he can go in there and be the guy, um, and they stick with Taysom at his spot, or they go draft Trey Lance, Zach Wilson. One of those guys. Now, I'm, I'm really hoping Drew Brees sticks around for a year, but Me I too. still think you need to pick a quarterback. Have I agree. I mean, look what the, Pac- the Packers year. already picked one. They, pe- oh, they picked smart. their future. Smart. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's definitely a slap in it's the gonna face. Be a, it's going to be very but different. Smart. It's going to be very different for us watching because, you know, us as Saints fans have been so spoiled for the past, what, 14, 15 huh. years. We've had the exact same head coach. And yeah, the exact we're not going to be good. When no. he leaves, we're going to have a couple down seasons. Absolutely. Um, for the past – I think almost 15 years, we've had the same exact head coach and the same exact quarterback. And decent bit, decent bit of success. You know, we had that those stretch of the 7-9 and nine Saints. Um, but we, um, we've been very spoiled. And, you know, it's kind of almost time for a reality check. Um, and I think that we're going to get that. I think that I don't know. I, like I said, I really like Zach Wilson, too. Um, you know, you, but you do have to look at a guy like Trey Lance. I don't think Trey Lance will be there when we pick looking at our record right now and how we're looking, we're definitely, I think we definitely make the playoffs and I don't think Trey Lance oh, yeah. is going to be there for a playoff team. Zach Wilson might be. Um, it just depends on who trades up, how high they do on it and what he does for the rest of the season and talking about the rest of the season, um, for college football. Um, obviously we know Alabama is going to be in the college football playoffs. They're going to be the number one seed. They're probably going to win it all. Um, they just look unstoppable. They just look unstoppable. They just look so much more prepared than everybody else. Everybody this season came out so unprepared with the whole COVID thing and how things were set up. And Alabama looked like they hadn't even had an off season. They just yeah. kept playing. This is where the coach is making his money. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. The, absolutely. I mean, in my opinion, the greatest coach of all – college coach of all time, excuse me. I mean, this is where he's making his money. The, his team's coming in prepared every week, and they're just demolishing yes. anybody they put in front of them. Yes, and as uh, two LSU fans and me, myself, as an Auburn fan, there's nobody that hates Nick Saban more than us. But we have to give props for props to do. Nick Saban is the greatest college coach of all time. Yeah. I mean, the proof's in the pudding. Correct. Um, but, yeah, exactly. That's where he makes his money. Um, he knows exactly what he's doing. He knows what's going to work. He can adapt on the fly. I mean, he's unstoppable. So who would be y'all's pick right now for the winner of the Hodgson Trophy? <sighs> I give it to Mike Jones. Yeah. Right now, I'm going to go with Zach Wilson. Um, looking at the stats, he's number one in every number one or tied for number one in every single stat. His team's eight and zero, just like Mac Jones' team is, I believe, or I'm sorry, six and zero, I believe. Um, so I mean, he'd be the guy I'd go with. I think uh, I've watched him play, and I'll be honest, I never heard of this guy before the season started. Neither did I. I mean, he is the real deal. He is making some yep. big time NFL throws. He is elusive in the pocket. I think he could definitely take the wait. Award. Who's that? Zach Wilson out of BYU. Yeah, BYU dude. He's he reminds me of uh, of Taysom Hill with running, but he he can throw the ball. Y'all realize Taysom Hill was in the Heisman conversation when he was in college? No, yeah, I, did I didn't know that. that. Uh, so Taysom Hill was um he played three or four years at BYU, and every single and blessing in his guy, which is honestly which gives me a little bit of like maybe the Saints are realizing this. Every single solitary season he played, he had a season-ending injury. Every single he never made it through a full season at BYU, which is why he went undrafted. 
Um, and you, one, I think one injury he had where he had the muscle tear off his bone. Who do you think's going to win uh, Heisman? Cam. I don't know. It, it's 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 so everything surrounding COVID and everything. Guys coming out of the games because of COVID. Guy. Um, Guys getting hurt. I think Jamar I Chase mean, definitely had a shot at it if he stayed. Jamar Chase definitely he would have been in the running. He yeah, right. Been. Have fun getting him the ball with six guys in the backfield to say <laughs> hi. Yeah, but I, I mean, I feel like you could throw it up to that man and he's catching the ball. We're not talking about LSU this game. No. We're still oh, at this point. Yeah, yeah we're going to stay off LSU. <laughs> but I mean, save them I, for I next week. It, it could, it could, it could be Trevor Lawrence. I, I think he even has, with missing two games. Even with missing two games, I mean, he's so hyped up. Yeah, but I mean, these college, these people are paid, and this is what they do for a living to not try and buy into the hype. Obviously, they still look at it as just a quarterback award, just like the right, NFL MVP. Right. But I mean, honestly, yeah, if Trevor comes back and he balls out, it's got to be, in my opinion, it's Mac Jones or Mac it's Zach Jones. Wilson. Oh, I forgot about Mac Jones. I, I that's that was my pick. Was Mac um Jones Mac Jones playing well? I, dude, I, I I really thought like I mean, obviously me being an LSU fan, I'm a little biased. I thought like last season, like this dude's gonna suck. Oh, especially taking over after Tua. And yeah. Especially taking. I was like, you can't, you can't live up to Tua's hype. And then I was like, damn, this, this kid's good. Like he's really good. And didn't uh, Saban offer him a scholarship at like eight and eighth yeah, grade? Yeah, like no, I think it was he was thirteen. Yeah. Eighth grade, yeah. Yeah. Eighth, eighth seventh to eighth grade. He, <laughs> uh, eighth and seventh grade. He he was offered a scholarship by Alabama. Think about getting a scholarship offer from Alabama at yeah, that's 13 years old as that's a quarterback. Yeah, that's, that's a insane. kid who's really – I mean, you know, we don't talk about it a lot, but that's a kid who has really stayed the course. I mean, think about his recruitment process. He came in with one of the most hyped-up quarterbacks in a Correct. long time, and Tua sat behind him for two years, sat behind Jalen Hurts. He, he's the same age as – I believe he came in the same time as Tua. If not, he's a year older. And I mean, he stayed the course, sat there, and just waited for his time. So, I mean – I might, yeah, I might not like him all the times he plays for the Crimson and White, but, I mean, he, he's certainly a good player. I mean, you got to look at it like it's kind of like a Miles Brennan story. Then I mean, again, I would, had, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Oof. As an unbiased fan, I would not compare the two. One I'm, of them, sa- <laughs> I'm saying he, he stood behind. No, I understand what you're saying. He stood behind. Um, We're not talking about Miles Brennan. We'll get into an argument. stood behind <laughs> Joe Burrow for two years because Miles Brennan was supposed to be our guy before Joe transferred, yep. and Joe won the job, obviously. But he stood behind Joe, learned from him, learned from Joe Brady, and he developed his craft. But you can't do much with that craft if you if you're not if you don't have a. We talk about a guy who almost beat out a fifth year senior in Danny Etling to win the job as a true freshman. Exactly, he didn't, and it just. I know we don't want to die fully in LSU this episode because we can rant on about that. (laughs) But (laughs) I mean, when you talk about a guy who's caught some bad breaks, I mean, I was listening to him on the radio the other day. He's almost a guy who, at the end of this season, with the news coming out now that he's probably out the rest of the year. Do you think about maybe just transferring out? I mean, you've had just so much bad luck at LSU. I mean, sat on the bench for three years. This was supposed to be his time. Finally, he gets into that spot and, you know, injured, not able to happen. And look, I know LSU lost some games. Offensively, he was lighting it up. Lighting. I mean, he was top three in the SEC in every stat. Um, but – uh, yeah, I don't know what direction he's going to go. It also depends on. Do you maybe go closer to home? What direction TJ Finley does? He's from Louisiana, but Miles Brennan's from Mississippi. Yeah. He's born in Louisiana, but he's born and raised in Mississippi. He's from Mississippi. He was raised in Mississippi after the hurricane. Guys, come on, do your research. I went to high school with him. That's because it was after the hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no. Um, and the weird thing about Mac Jones. 
weird thing about Mac Jones and the weird thing about honestly Alabama quarterbacks in general is you know my dad does not watch really my dad really doesn't watch football and he he asked me one day he's like Parker like all these Alabama quarterbacks they win every game they win the national championship and then they don't get drafted or they get drafted super late and they never start just why is that and like two like since Broadway Joe Namath when is the last time that a Alabama quarterback was a starter in the NFL. Besides, like AJ McCarron, who started I was about for a little to say bit. McCarron, but, but I mean, he, he he's he's more of like a true backup in the, in the NFL. AJ McCarron's a career backup. Tua is the first time in 50, 60 years that we have seen an Alabama quarterback come out and get drafted to be a starter. And with the injury that he's had, and I too. think the answer to that question is coaching. I mean, you have Nick Saban, who also goes out and hires the best possible guys. I agree, and, you're, and I think, I think the NFL execs realize that they're surrounded with so much talent. Um, I think the NFL execs realize that every Alabama quarterback is going to be surrounded by the best talent in the entire country. Um, so their numbers are going to be a little bit inflated or something like that. Um, yeah, it all comes down to coaching. It's always coaching. I mean, look, look at look at now what's happening when we lose Brady, when we lose Arenado. Joe. Who? Dave Aranda. Aranda, sorry. I always say Arnada. <laughs> now he's Baylor's head coach. You know, no, Baylor, I, I, no, let me say one thing. Baylor is the team and Matt Rule that screwed all this up for all LSU fans. Matt Rule had to decide, hey, let me go get hired by Carolina. Okay, Carolina, cool. I'll be your new head coach. Hey, Baylor, we're going to need a new head coach. Let's go snag Dave Aranda from LSU. Hey, Carolina, we probably could use a good offensive coordinator. Let's go snag the mastermind of Joe Brady. the LSU passing game, Joe Brady. And now LSU's just like, hey, we're going to have to replace 30-something, 30 30-plus 30 players, two different coaches. Okay, sounds good. Let's go do it. We'll see how that's going. But that's yeah, a discussion a, for another we time. We get a guy that can't even connect with his own defense. Thanks, Arenada. Bo. Aranda. 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 God damn it. But no, it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of this NFL season plays out. So, who's your pick for the national championship? Go, uh, Alabama and Bama to win the national championship or be in it to win the Natty. Bama, Bama. Well, we're easy. all in agreement on that's, that. That's an easy one. I mean, it's it's not really a debate. It, it's it's you know, it's not really a debate. No, the only team that can beat them would be Auburn in the Iron Bowl, which I don't see that happening. But yeah, Iron, Bowl's, Iron Bowl is win. just an, always a close game. Yep. Uh, no matter how they good they or bad the team Georgia is, and they steamroll Florida in the SEC um, championship. It's it's like the Saints and the Falcons, the Iron Bowl. Even it's no, even close. more even more than that. You know, the Iron Bowl used to have to be played until about 30, 40 years ago. It had to be played at neutral sites because people kept getting shot. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you have to think about in terms of Alabama. That is all these people have. They yes. have no That's baseball why, team. They have no hockey team. They yes. have no soccer. That's why, team. like, they I, have Alabama. Growing up, Auburn. growing up, and like I know y'all are on the same wavelength as me because I've never had to argue this with y'all. Growing up, an Auburn fan. Uh, as soon as Nick Saban went to Alabama, they would all, all the LSU fans that I went to high school with would always tell me that the LSU Alabama was a bigger rivalry than Auburn Alabama, and I would always tell them, "You are smoking rocks." Um, I mean, it's a dope. it's a, LSU Alabama is a big rivalry, but I mean, in my personal opinion, granted, I'm a little biased. The Iron Bowl is the biggest rivalry in college football. Correct. I mean, these teams hate each other. And it, it, there's a lot of rivalries. There's a lot of rivalries, like Ohio State, there. Michigan, that, Army, that's Navy. Probably the but biggest. Iron Bowl, Ar, Iron, it's, I'd say Iron Bowl, Army, Navy, and uh, Ohio State, Michigan are probably the two, three you, biggest. You know, the, the Golden Boot used to be a really good rivalry. and It's then, really died down. It's, yeah, it's what is that, Tulane versus LSU? No, that'd be the Golden Boot thing about that. Arkansas, uh, Arkansas LSU. LSU. Yeah. 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 Used to be a really cool looking trophy. but uh, You know, Georgia was our rivalry for the longest time. Yeah, it was the oldest. Yeah, the, yeah. Um, 
But yeah, um, I think it's time to go ahead and wrap up this podcast. We talked about a lot. Uh, we'll be back on this next week. It's going to be a Zoom, so it's going to be a little different. Um, go ahead, smash that like button. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, all the things that the podcast is going to be out on. Uh, SoundCloud as well. Um, stay tuned for next week's episode. We're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about, especially with all these NBA trade goes down. Russell Westbrook will probably not be a Houston Rocket, so we're going to dive into that. And maybe we'll have an update on the Drew situation. But for now, that's all. Thanks, Later. guys. Thank you all, guys.